How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On NFL Draft. I am Joe Marino of NDT Scouting, joined, as usual, by co-host Kyle Krabs, who is the founder and director of scouting at NDT Scouting. It is Tuesday, December 6th. That means we're, oh gosh, what, less than 20 days away from Christmas, so uh, hope you're ready. I got all my Christmas shopping done uh, on Amazon.com last week, so uh, hat tip to myself there. Kyle, uh, we are here to get into some fact or fiction, and before we do that, I want to remind everyone that we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We have a podcast for every NFL and every NBA team, and specialty podcasts like the one you're listening to, Locked On NFL Draft. We encourage you to uh, visit iTunes or Audioboom and subscribe to your favorite podcasts. Uh, the show, as always, powered by DraftBreakdown.com. Uh, you guys have got to get over to DraftBreakdown.com if you want to watch film on these players that you hear Kyle and I talk about every single day. So we're going to get into some some controversial talking points today here in a couple minutes. And, uh, you know, we, we love that you, t- that you take our word for it and listen to our takes. But go watch the tape and uh, come up with your own as well. And DraftBreakdown.com is the go-to source to watch tape on these players very efficiently. Kyle, what's going on? Uh, it's a, it's another victory for me this past weekend. Uh, fantasy team. I know oh. ha- hashtag nobody cares about your fantasy team, but uh, I wheeled and dealed midseason. I was sitting at two in uh, two and five. Wheeled and deal, did a couple trades, and we ripped off a five-one run. We made the playoffs. Feels good. Oh, nicely done. Yeah, nicely done. Yeah. I- I happen to be, I, I, look. I, I I am not good at fantasy football. Okay, so this is this is uh, far from normal. But I I clinched the number one seed by two games uh, in my league, and, and that comes after I drafted. Eight, I had the tenth pick in the draft. I took uh, Adrian Peterson in the second round. I took Allen Robinson, and I took uh, Eric Decker in the fourth round. So that's overcoming a lot. So thank you, Mr. Jordan Howard. Thank you, Melvin Gordon, and uh, <laughs> thank you to Mr. Doug Baldwin for helping me out. But, uh, hey, nobody cares about your fantasy team. That's right. That's right. It's funny how that works, though, isn't it? Like, I catch catch a ton of crap all the time for my friends. Uh, I'm in a a group of 12 guys that we all went to high school together, and everybody always – I always hear it when my team doesn't win the league. There's so much more to it than just knowing the (laughs) team. Yeah, you know what it is. It's because we we like – 
we don't consider like as NFL draft talent evaluators, we get caught so much into the traits and like the upside and what they should be. And like disregard like that they have a crap quarterback or that they're third or fourth on the depth chart. Like it's, it's uh it is different just because you know, football doesn't mean you're good at fantasy football. Tell my friends that they need to yeah. hear it. They need to hear it. Hopefully they listen. So, yeah. Well, uh, Hey, look, let's get into some NFL draft stuff. Um, I got a fire take for you to to react to, and um, this this really caught me off guard when I saw this this week in Matt Miller of Bleacher Reports uh, Scouting Notebook. Uh, this is about Mason Rudolph, the Oklahoma State quarterback, who's a junior. And uh, Matt Miller says that two scouts told me that Oklahoma State junior quarterback Mason Rudolph would be a late rounder if he declared. Kyle, fact or fiction? Mason Rudolph right now is a late rounder. Man, you know, we just saw Christian Hackenberg go round two. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You took that to a place I wasn't expecting. (laughs) I I have to say, I I have to say that's fiction. I I just can't buy somebody with as good of a deep ball as, we saw Bryce Petty go round, what, four? Yeah. There's, like he's he's a significantly better quarterback than both of those players. So I I would have to say fiction. I have to think somebody's going to see the deep deep ball placement skills that he has, uh, some of the improvements, and I credit where credits due here. He's done a nice job this year uh, in the games that I've seen so far in, in doing a better job of taking what defenses give him. Uh, yeah. That that Big Twelve championship, the second half w- was a pretty rough go for Oklahoma State all around. Um, but he he can really buzz the ball around the field, and he's got good good velocity and uh, good athleticism, and he's been seeing the field better this year. And I think that's really important because people get caught up in uh, your arm arm strength and you know are you good athlete and um, he has that, and he's been showing strides and, and improvement. Uh, throughout the season this year. So uh, you look at some of the other names that have gone and when they've gone, and then you compare them to to him as a player, and the only reason he would is if everybody's just going to blacklist him because he played in that, that Mike Gundy uh, running gun offense at Oklahoma State. But then again, you see somebody from – you see two quarterbacks uh, from, from Baylor. You know, Robert Griffin obviously was a really special case with – Know, the athleticism that he brought to the table with the vertical passing, and then a guy like Bryce Petty gets drafted in the middle rounds. I, I refuse to believe that Mason Rudolph would be a late-round pick. Uh, so I'm going to go fiction there, Joe. Okay, I like that. I'm with you, by the way. <laughs> I think uh, I think I got an interesting take for you here. Um, okay. And this is about a name that we've talked about quite a bit, and it's a name that I, I know for a fact both of us – like fairly well and regard it fairly well. And that's Alabama tight end O.J. Howard. This is also from uh, Matt Miller's scouting notebook. And the quote here is that three separate scouts told Matt Miller that O.J. Howard is a top 20 player overall in the 2017 NFL draft class. Joe, do you think that's fact or fiction? Yeah, I'm all over that as a fact. Um, O.J. Howard is damn good. Um, he, he's got the, the size, all, all the size that you could ever dream of. He's got the physical upside. And, uh, you know, the disappointing thing with Howard is that he's been underutilized, like, criminally 
at Alabama in the passing game. Uh, he's on the field all the time. He's a great run blocker. So uh, he, you can go ahead and check that box. He, he's a great run blocker, and he can line up anywhere. He can line up in line, in the slot, uh, in the backfield, and, and make the key blocks that you need. Um, but uh, um, he, he hasn't been used in, in, the, in the passing game. Now, he has in, in – in in uh, in little bit of spurts, and you see the upside and the athleticism, and the ball skills, and his ability to create separation, but not with any degree of um, consistency. Now, is that a concern? Is that an indictment on Howard? And maybe he's just not as polished as a receiver. Well, maybe I think that's worth uh, bringing up. Um, but um, it's just uh, this. It's been that's been the confusing thing the whole time. But uh, you know, part of our job here as NFL draft evaluators of the talent is to uh, evaluate and grade players based on what they can become. And when I look at the package and the physical upside uh, that um, OJ Howard brings to the table, I, I think he's absolutely a top twenty talent. And then you know, look at him. Uh, you know, I've never met him or anything, but he's going to graduate this December. He's got a uh, you know he's. He's got a um, 4.0 GPA, <laughs> and uh, and he's working on his master's. I mean, th- this is an impressive individual, and, and I think that um, uh, you'll see him called in the top 20 picks next spring. Kyle, uh, let me kick you another one here. This is about uh, uh, another player who uh, last year was lighting the world on fire, and it seems like uh, you know that uh, that flames dwindled down a bit this year. And I'm talking about Oklahoma or not Oklahoma? Excuse me, Stanford uh, running back. Christian McCaffrey, and uh, this is uh, this is from Matt Miller's scouting notebook. So we're we're kind of digging into that quite a bit today. Good bits. Uh, and in this, there. yeah, this there was a lot to lot to unpack. And this is a scout, uh, an NFL scout said on the field. Christian McCaffrey may be too much of a utility player for teams to spend a first round pick on. Kyle, fact or fiction? Christian McCaffrey is a first round talent. Okay, so you t- you took the gray area out for me. Oh, I always do. So I'm I'll, not giving you an out, Kyle. So no, I, I'm glad you took the gray area because I'm going to say yeah. fiction on Christian McCaffrey is a first round player. Okay. Um, if you would have said if Christian is factor fiction, Christian McCaffrey is too much of a utility player to be a first-round pick, then there's the gray area, right? I, yeah. I, I just don't think I'm buying him as a first-round player uh, in general. Okay. Um, he, he's got great impact on special teams. He's an excellent receiver. Um, but I, I just don't see the the grind it out, like the, the bell cow potential there. If I'm investing a running back, I want him to be a player that's going to get 20 to 25 touches a game. And I think McCaffrey would be uh, ground out by that. Um, he he is a player that really thrives in space. He can run between the tackles. I do not want to take that away from him. So nobody start tweeting me, you know, telling me I'm an idiot because I said Christian McCaffrey couldn't run between tackles. Uh, I think he has the ability to impact the game on all three downs. Um, but I, I think as a blocker, he, he leaves something to be resi- desired. So if you're facing heavy pressure teams – he may not be the best option to, to leave in the game on, on third down situations unless you're planning on throwing quick throws to him. And I don't see uh, a great deal of move the pile short yardage production there. I, I just don't think he has that total package that you want from a first-round player as a, at the running back position. 
So, so are I would there, say, go ahead. I was going to say, are there situations, though, are there teams that uh, he would be more valuable to and could could find himself taken in the first round if the right team is on the clock and the right players are on the board at the oh, same time? Oh, of course. If Oakland, you know, goes, I, if Oakland goes sure. on to win the Super Bowl and they're picking 32, I'd love that pick. Or like Green Bay. Now, Green Bay is having a down year, but if they were picking in the mid to late 20s, doesn't he kind of seem like a great fit there? He doesn't seem to fit their mold of a runner. Right, but if you pair him, you know, I, I don't know. I, I so feel like you, maybe so you're gonna spend, like So you're going to have Ted Thompson's going to break the mold on who he invests no. in the first round for a paired running back? I'm just saying hypothetically. I'm saying, hi, uh, yeah, I'm saying hypothetically there, there are situations with teams. New England? Uh, that, that seems to go against their trend, too, for first-round investments. I could totally see somebody like Oakland doing it because it's a sexy pick. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they could certainly use some more versatility and another receiving weapon there, uh, another explosive playmaker to, to kind of really polish off the offense. Uh, so if, I, if you were going to ask me, it, pick the team with the best odds of taking Christian McCaffrey in the first round, I'd say the Oakland Raiders. Yeah, but for you ultimately, it's it's not it's not you don't value him like that. Correct. Yeah. I'd okay. say, so I'd say that that is uh, fiction. Uh, my last one from you is not from Matt Miller's scouting notebook, but we would oh. like to, we would like to tip the hat to Matt for for <laughs> providing excellent uh, weekly content in his scouting notebook and, and you know, being as thorough his as he is, it's certainly a great read every read every week. <laughs> uh, my last one is from uh, WalterFootball.com. They had have a, a crop of NFL draft rumors, and it's in regards to an Alabama defender. Uh, to be specific, it's about cornerback Marlon Humphrey. The direct quote is, Marlon Humphrey could be in the running to be one of the first cornerbacks drafted, and sources say he's planning on coming out. Joe, fact or fiction Marlon Humphrey in the running for the first cornerback drafted. Um, you know, look, this uh, this got my attention a couple, uh, maybe a week ago. Dane Brugler of CBS Sports, great NFL draft analyst. Uh, he mocked Marlon Humphrey in the top 10 and the first cornerback taken. And uh, that was surprised. And I actually tweeted him and said, hey, you know, you, you really think this is a possibility? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, that kind of got my attention. Uh, all year long, I kind of thought Marlon Humphrey is a redshirt sophomore, is somebody who's uh, a better athlete than football player right now. I've always liked his physicality. I like his size. I think he's a little over six foot, about 200 pounds. Uh, and I like you know, the, the athletic profile that he offers, which are, look, those are great things to say about a cornerback. And obviously the program pedigree at Alabama, you know, you, you, you think first round. Uh, but uh, I thought he had some moments in coverage where I wanted him to be more sticky and be a little bit better at the catch point. And when you're playing behind that Alabama front seven, which is off the charts good, you know, like a historically good front seven, uh, you worry about that uh, even more because uh, you're getting so much pressure on the quarterback and, and really forcing him to make quick decisions or you know put him in situations where you're making bad decisions. So when I see some of the concerns with being sticky and, and not being able to compete as well as I like at the catch point, they're even more concerning because of the system. Um, so for me, one thing that I, I don't 
consider myself to be as a great NFL draft forecaster. Uh, you know, I'm more of an evaluator. I watch tape, you know, come up with my own opinions on these guys and say where I value them as opposed to kind of projecting them. But, uh, you know, Dane Brugler putting that out there really got my attention. And, and look, I can see why. I can see why anybody would say that. Um, but I think this this cornerback class is, is pretty good. Uh, for me, I really like Sidney Jones, probably my top cornerback right now. The two Florida guys are really good uh, as well. Um, and, uh, you know, Desmond King, obviously, I think is worth a mention. Um, so Marlon Humphrey, I guess uh, – is it fact or fiction that he's he's going to declare and be the first corner off the board uh, on December fourth? I'm going to say that's fiction. Um, just I want to see a little bit more body of work and consistency from him, even though the upside is oozing there. I think that's it for us, Kyle. Do you have uh, you have any any last minute something I wasn't ready for? Throw me on the spot uh, thing here. No, I'm going to play nice tonight, unless you. Uh... Got something for me, in which case I'll probably think of something here on the spot. <laughs> you know what? I'll play it nice, too. You know? All right. Yeah, all right. This sounds good. Um, all right, so that is that is going to wrap it for us. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, as a reminder, uh, we are the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Uh, we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast is brought to you all by draftbreakdown.com draftbreakdown.com essentially makes what we do a reality Uh, it makes life much easier for us and can make life easier for you if you're interested in uh, uh, keeping up with the names uh, that we're discussing on the podcast Uh, they go snap to whistle every rep of players in a game uh, condensed into a single youtube video which is then uh, shared on the site uh, on their database and is listed and, and allows you to uh, watch a, a player's full game's worth of reps in anywhere from, from 6 to 12 minutes. And sometimes the offensive linemen run a little longer. But, uh, hey, that's the price you pay for uh, being a passionate draft guy. And We're in December now, so we're expecting a little bit more traffic uh, as more fans of, of NFL teams kind of accept the reality that uh, it, it's not going to happen this year. Right, so they need something to look forward to, and we look forward to being that for you and providing on the on-demand uh, content for you guys. Uh, we want to thank you all for listening. Tomorrow, Joe and I uh, will be back uh, with some more content for you guys, and uh, I, I think we have some fun things planned. Uh, we're going to have to break the mold that we've been in the last three months since uh, the regular season is now over. So uh, we have a couple really fun ideas. Uh, maybe some tea lizard some point this week, Joe. Tea lizard, tea lizard. That's that could be a really fun weekly segment for you guys too. So, um, in the meantime, if you'd like to reach out and, and want anything uh, that you are curious about or interested about to be discussed on the show, please feel free to reach out to us on social media. Uh, you can reach us on Facebook, facebook.com/slash NDT Scouting. You can also reach us on Twitter. Joe is at the Joe Marino, I am at NDT Scouting. Uh, Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino signing off. This is Locked On NFL Draft. Locked On NFL Draft. Your daily podcast on the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies there's a bag they just have to check out. 
Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa Know How. Napa Know How. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 31 17.